Today's episode is brought to you by Alliance Aviation. Whether your mission is flying in style to any of the circuits on this year's Formula One calendar or simply traveling for business, Alliance's team of aviation professionals is ready to get you from point A to point B. When you fly with Alliance as a charter customer, we deliver superior aircraft, fair pricing, and no long-term commitments. And right now, we have an ongoing promotion to save you 5% on all jet cards. Normally, a jet card can cost you $6,500 per flight hour, but when you use promo code POINTS, you can save over $8,000 per jet card. Use promo code POINTS and fly to the Formula One circuits in style at fly.flyalliance.us slash points. In the Points Podcast, Season 2, boys. We are back. A lot of people didn't think we were going to make it back, but we proved all the haters wrong, and we're back fully fired up. Gas tanks are full. Fresh tires are on, and we are ready to explore another season of Formula 1. I am your host, Matt Dottiel. Joined with me, needs no introductions, my co-hosts, Sam, the DRS Russell, and Stefano, the Texpert Sedano. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, fire it up. It's season two. Shout out to my boys, the In The Points boys. So good to be back with you guys. I love you guys. Um, it's been a long break. I'm so excited to talk some F1 um, and give all of our loyal fans who we love some much-needed F1 content. The time is now. I love you guys. What up, Kuh? So happy to be back, shake the cobwebs off a little bit, and I cannot wait to talk F1 in this season two of the podcast with the boys in the points. In the points, boys, we're back. It feels like almost... The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Yeah, no copyright infringements this year. Um, We've already gotten hit with a couple copyright infringements, but it's just kind of shaking the cobwebs off. Uh, narcs narcs yeah you too we we got we got busted for using a youtube it was you know what's so funny um we got busted for you too and we all we used was the the little snippet of i'm at a place called vertigo vertigo and that was it and not for nothing but we should send them a lawsuit for forcing that awful album onto our ipods and and iphones all those years ago no kidding. That was, that was that was that was torturous. No kidding, man. But anyway, season two, boys, we're back, and we're we're back better than ever. We're fresh. We've we've rested up. 
We've done our homework, though. A lot of folks out there didn't think they were going to be doing our homework. We've done our homework. A lot of people didn't think we'd be back. We are back. We are back bigger than ever, better than ever. Uh, we've got plenty of content this season. It's going to be one of our better seasons for sure. Uh, arguably, it could be the best season we've ever done. Um, and we got a little bit of a, a new format this year. We are going directly with the rundown style format topics of the day. We will be going through each of the topics, trying to keep uh, everyone, all of our listeners entertained, keep things a little bit fresh. Um, Some other news, the In the Points boys will be going to Austin this year. We will be there every single free practice. It's a sprint race weekend. We will be there for FP1. We'll be there for qualifying for the sprint. We'll be there for FP2. We'll be there for the sprint race. We'll be there for the actual race. We will have our entire crew, including the artist known as B-Man, aka our cameraman. And I can't wait, guys. That's just a little sneak preview of what the In The Points Boys has for our devout listeners for season two with plenty more to come. Yeah. Hook them horns, Matt. We are going to crush Austin so hard. Um, it's going to be nuts. I'm excited to see the celebrities there. Shaq, Shakira, Pitbull, Tim Cook, yeah. DJ Khaled, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that's, that was really exciting news. Real exciting news. Yeah. I'm very excited for awesome. Nothing like leading off with your strongest horse, right? Like we start off episode one of season two. We're going into Bahrain. We're fresh off of preseason testing. Why not hit the listeners with what they want to know, which is the, in the points boys are going to be in the paddock, walking the track. We're going to be alongside some of our favorite drivers, our favorite teams, our favorite team principals, some of our least favorite teams, Sam. Um, and I, I can't wait. That's just one new thing that we're going to be doing this year. We're going to be bringing out fresh video content. We're returning Sam's picks. We're returning the Stefano trackside previews. We've got so much more to come this season, and we can't wait to share it with every single one of you. And we're part of the Sam's bets. We've got some future bets. We've been promoting it everywhere. Um, guys, I can't wait. Anything else to share with listeners about season two before we dive right in on some of the, the topics that we have for the day? Matt, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We've got a lot of fresh content coming the listeners' ways, and we are really excited. Totally. To get down and dirty, get in the get in the paddock, get into the driver's seats, and put in some hot laps. Can't wait. get dirty. It's gonna get down. We're gonna get down and dirty. Oh yeah, we're gonna be like the Red Bull pit crew, just in and out in two seconds. Um, so topics for the day, boys. <laughs> I got I got five topics of the day. Uh, what a way to kick off season two. We got out with the old, in with the new. We got topic number two be our memorable moments from Drive to Survive. We got uh, our season preview based on what we've seen in preseason testing with a little bit of a what did you see? What did you like? What did you not like? What gave you some concerns and what what didn't? Um, top three season predictions from each of us. Anything goes here, guys. This is not who's going to win the drivers, who's going to win the constructors. Like, this is like what do you think is going to happen on track? Like, I think last year, like a prediction could have been Haas is going to be on pole and everyone would have said you were crazy until K-Mag did it in Brazil. Um like I'm talking wacky, like totally Sam to take a word out of your playbook, wacky season predictions. Um, and then finally, you know, without further ado, it's race week. It's freaking race week already. Bahrain, one of my favorite tracks. What a way to kick off the year early morning for us. Not that early, but like 10 a.m. So we get to see something. We wake up and see it, but it's a nighttime race. One of my favorites, Sam, not a big fan of the night races, but guys, those are the topics for today. Um, let's start with out with the old and with the new. Driver team principles, lots of shakeup. 
on the grid this year. Like a lot. One of the more notable ones. We got an American driver, Sam. We got an American yeah. driver. Born in the USA, baby. Logan Sargent. Very excited to see him on the track. He's my favorite and um, most exciting addition to the driver lineup this year. So, yeah, he definitely stands out. Um, excited to see him him race. How do you feel, though, about your boy, St. Nick Latifi? He's on the grid. He's yeah, it's with- sad. It's, it's sad. Um, it's, it's really tough. But I'm hoping that he can kind of snag a seat for the Indy 500 um, or maybe eSports 2024. Yep. Um, and, you know, get back back behind the wheel because that guy's a, a great driver. Great driver. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad. Out with the old St. Nick Latifi. Did he score points last year? Didn't you have a future? Yeah, oh, yeah. He got he got one. He did. He yeah. got some points. Yeah, he got points in Japan in the rain. So, oh, yeah. On, that's my, right, on my wedding night. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We always, congratulations. We always have that connection. Points yeah, in the right. first place of the year. Yeah. Um, and then another out with the old. Something that I predicted early in the season. Sayonara, so long, farewell to Danny Ricardo. Uh, Danny Ricardo is no more at McLaren. Um, you know, tough to see him go. I think, Stefano, you're a little bit bummed out by that. But but he's gone. We got um, Oscar Piastri. He's going to be racing alongside Lando Norris this year. Pretty dramatic how that unfolded last year. So we got two rookies on the grid. Actually, three. We got Oscar Piastri. We got... Uh, Logan Sargent racing for Williams. And we got Nick DeVries, who's replaced Pierre Gasly at AlphaTauri. Pierre Gasly has gone on to race for uh, Alpine alongside Esteban Ocon. If you're wondering, well, what happened to Fernando Alonso? He left in a dramatic fashion as well, went over to Aston Martin. If you're saying, Matt, guys, we can't keep up. We didn't watch last year, but we know all the drivers. Where's Sebastian Vettel racing? He retired, sadly. He won't be on the grid. Maybe he'll come in for a Lance Stroll in Saudi Arabia if their reserve driver does not do well in Bahrain and he still can't race. Um, Yeah, I mean, guys, crazy changes. And then, not to mention... What is this? The one of the first years we've had in a long time where a Schumacher wasn't driving, and we've got Nico Hulkenberg, who is now racing for Haas. Guys, what I mean, talk to me about this new driver lineup. Like, what are you guys excited to see? What do you think? Who won in the driver lineups and who lost in the driver lineups this year? Hmm. If we start with who won and who lost. I think there's a clear winner, and I think there's. A I clear think there's a clear winner too. I've got a clear winner. It's Ferrari. It's Ferrari. They got they. I'm not talking driver lineup. They win because they got rid of Bazzotto. They are the. Oh, you're going. Team. You're going even. Further. I'm going principal. I'm going, you're going team principal. principal. They yeah. they are the clear winners in the off season because they got rid of that bum Bonotto. Yeah. Now it's it's time to go win a championship because they got the whole reason they didn't win one last year out the door. So that was, that's my big, big winner for the off season. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty massive winner. I, I it just goes to show you how incredible that is because Sam, you weren't even thinking drivers. You went immediately to the fact that the team principal cost Ferrari some championship last year. And I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, for me, I think the big winner very clearly from a driver lineup is Aston Martin. Like, I think having Fernando Alonso in there alongside Lance Stroll is going to be mega, mega. Now, that's not to yeah. knock Sebastian Vettel, but coming on the verge of retirement, I think Fernando Alonso has a little bit more fire in him. That's why he's at Aston Martin. It's hard. It, coming from Sebastian Vettel, you'd think any other driver would be a downgrade, but you get Fernando Alonso instead. 
that's a really big win for Aston Martin. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one further with with a pick, and I'm gonna say Williams because they got Florida man Logan Sargent yeah. driver's seat, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get his elbows out a little bit. Hopefully, score some points. Drag Williams out of the doldrums. Uh, I think I think big things are on the on the radar for for Williams relative to what they've what they've been achieving as of late. Yeah, Logan Sunshine Chart Sergeant. I can't believe we're gonna see an American racing driver this year. Um it's, it's been gonna a while be pretty since we've had one on the on the grid. It yeah, has trivia been. question. Who's the last American driver? Alexander Rossi. Wow. Wow. I was hopeful Sam had the answer handy because I certainly didn't. Yeah, it was um, Alexander Rossi. Yeah, a big, big loser uh, this year to me coming off of last year was Alpine. I mean, the fact that they lost both Oscar Piastri and uh, Fernando Alonso didn't bode too well for them. Um, probably yeah, also they really, help. A, they really made a horse's ass out of the whole driver lineup. But I would go one further again and say McLaren lost out too because they had to pay out Ricardo's massive contract. And they have an untested, unproven rookie in the driver's seat who has a ton of pressure on him to not only be quick, but to put results down on, on race day, too. Yeah. In a terrible car. Like, that McLaren is shaping up to be this year's pig of a car. It could be. I mean, it's been pretty pretty bad what, what they've been doing. But um, I'm not super pumped for where McLaren – heading this year i would i'll save that for our our top three predictions but sam you already talked about team principles right we we shifted around a little bit ferrari they have addition by subtraction i think they got fred Vasseur in there he knows how to run a ship he's gonna run a tight ship uh came comes over from alfa romeo um and then not to mention sam your number one your favorite team out with the old mercedes shipped that silver arrow color they pushed it off the their palette and they went right back to where we were all hoping they were going to go with the all black mercedes cars this year that's going to be electric to watch yeah best looking car on the grid by far um i think they were one of like two or three teams that made like any change to their livery from last year which don't even get me started on that i think it's just so annoying when teams just keep it the exact same so i was very happy to see the black it looks incredibly sharp um it looks like a car that's gonna win some races in my opinion yeah i mean in terms of paint job i couldn't agree more with you in terms of track performance from preseason testing i don't think they're gonna win a race for a couple races but um yeah the liveries it was kind of a weak year for liveries i think there was what like three teams that even like dipped their toes mercedes was by far and away the number one like change they went completely different color palette compared to like everybody else um i think that's because last year's car was so terrible that they couldn't bear to look at they needed needed a a complete refresh from totally refresh they needed to like they needed something else to look at get their minds out of it do something different um speaking of out with the old and in with the new brand new haas trackside seating sam i mean we saw this on social media the other day this is one of the more absurd things i think you've seen in a long time they have what two bar stools for like seven people on their trackside pit wall what the yeah, heck is going it's on? So, it's so stupid. We need to get Haas out of F1. I'm just, I'm, I'll, I'll start with the hot takes. I want Haas out. I can't stand them anymore. Well, they're, they're, so they're saving like, they said like a million bucks or something on a small pit wall. 
And then I swear to God, if they do it again, halfway through the season, say we're focusing on the next year, like they did the last two years while saving a million dollars on the pit wall thing. I'm going to snap. I can't take it anymore. I hate those guys. Are you anti Haas? They're making it hard on me. And right now I'm anti Haas. I'll share that too. I'm anti Haas. It's a shame that America's only team on the grid is as poorly run as Haas is. I've never seen a flex from an F1 team where they get this like pathetic pit wall thing and like, Oh, we're going to save a million dollars over the course of the season. I've never seen that in my life. And I guarantee you that million dollars they save will not go into car development. No, it's going back into Gene Haas's pocket. Yeah. Get that guy out of the sport and bring him out of the sport and get Andretti Cadillac in. I've we seen, want Andretti Cadillac, American-made baby. Of, I've seen some sneak previews of Andretti Cadillac merch. Guys, I'm pretty excited. Hopefully, they get a spot on the grid. I'll share it on our Instagram page uh, for those that are interested. Well, we're also going to make some new merch that supports the Andretti Cadillac um, bid to come into F1. So look for that crossover soon in their merch store. Andretti yeah, fertilizer rope pads. Andretti, Andretti stands. I'm, I'm, I think this might turn into an in the Andretti podcast. Like we need. It's, it's not turning into it. It already is. Yeah, we're like, so pro Andretti. We've been on that. We've been on that train for a while now. Here's my question about Haas. How on earth are they still able to like fund operations? That's like, a good question. Like they got mm-hmm. a new sponsor, MoneyGram, right? Were like, they already sponsoring them? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, how? Who cares? How are people sponsoring Haas? Like, you must be getting pennies on the dollar for a logo on that car. Like, if Oracle is paying Red Bull, what? Let's just say $50 million for that spot on their car. The exact same spot for Haas has to be like 50 cents. <laughs> Gotta be. Like, like yeah. I mean, I just don't really get that. Like, I've never even heard of the company MoneyGram. Like of all the fine, like the personal finance companies you could possibly go with, like Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, like MoneyGram is like, I guess you know what? It's a it's a match made in heaven. One of the worst cars on the grid and teams on the grid with one of like the bottom tier finance apps on the grid. I guess it kind of makes sense. I think I think, yeah, I think irrelevant is a better word to describe this. Totally match. irrelevant. Speaking of irrelevant, their driver lineup also totally irrelevant. Nico so Hulkenberg, irrelevant. irrelevant. They Haas. I think they're, you know what I think they're going to do? I think they're going to sell to Andretti. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to hope that they can sneak into sixth, maybe fifth this year. No chance. That's ambitious. That's Why? Ambitious. They're, 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 they're no chance. They're going to be in the bottom three. I guarantee it. Why don't we save this for the appropriate topic? Well, yeah, we can do that for the appropriate Let's topic. But, but, like, I mean, they finish eighth. I'm just saying they're trying to hop Alfa Romeo and McLaren and that they only finished eighth by 18 points last year. Like if they had gotten 19 points, they would have finished sixth. I don't think it's that hot of a take, but I think that's what they're hoping for. I think this is their last year in F1. I think if they finished seventh, the team sold to Andretti. Well, then they're getting sold. I think they're getting sold this year. I I don't know how much longer Gene Haas can deal with Gunther Steiner, which brings us to our drive to survive memorable moments. Um, Why? Here's what I don't understand. Why is Gunther Steiner like 
the poster child for Drive to Survive. Is he somebody has to explain this to me? Do people just laugh at him, or are they like yeah. laughing with him? It's at him. He's just like the silly, stupid guy. He's like the class clown of Formula One. Exactly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm sure Gunther Steiner knows a thing or two about running some things in Formula One, but the way that Drive to Survive characterizes him, and I mean, he does himself no favors with this either. He is just like a clown, a comic just laughable character on that show. It's a caricature of Gunther Steiner. Yeah, he's a, he. Yeah, he's a parody of himself on that show. Yeah. All right, I, I just had to like because even Gene Haas at one point was like, "Hey, go go see all your fans, man." And he's like, "Uh, not now, not now." Like it's got to be embarrassing because he's got like one of the worst track records, no pun intended, in Formula One, and yet like he's the most sought after person for an autograph. And it's got to be imagine being like dead last and like you have fans and like you love it and you relish in it it's it's kind of like i don't imagine know. how embarrassing it is for the drivers when your team principal is more famous than you are yeah it's it's, it's that's sad. sad that's the sad state of reality that haas exists in and why we need the andrettis in their place we do we totally need the Andretti. not to go back to that topic again but we totally do another memorable moment for me in drive to survive this one, I said, I, I couldn't hold it back. Guys, Otmar Safnauer talking about him being a medium polo was one of the more outlandish things I've ever heard said on a Formula One grid in my entire life. I don't think he was kidding either, by the way. I just don't get how he gets off saying that with like thinking that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. And the like, thing the is, guy's a, the guy's a like being dead serious. He's like a triple to quadruple XL. And the thing is, Sam, he works for a French car company. So any sizes they give him are like triple extra smalls. Like if you're a normal medium in an American shirt, you're like a child youth large in a French T-shirt. Like that's how their sizes work. Like it just doesn't make any sense. So for him to say like I'm a medium for a French car company, like – I I spit out, not joking. I know we say this a lot. It's a not hyperbolic at all. I literally spit out my coffee when I heard him say that. And I rewound it, and I almost took a picture of him with the captions on um, because I couldn't believe what I had heard. But, I, I mean, Drive to Survive was great this year. Honestly, like, the season, like, reflecting back on the season itself, very boring probably second two thirds of the season, just given that like Ferrari played themselves out of it. Mercedes wasn't competitive and Max just was dominant and ran away. So all things considered kind of a meh, awesome season, way more close battles, a little bit of a shakeup in the midfield. Pretty fun. Sam memorable. What do you, what'd you, what'd you think about this year's drive to survive heading into the 2023 season? I thought it was actually a great season. I thought to your point, they made a very forgettable F1 season and and brought some entertaining um, points to it. I think a couple things that kind of stood out to me, um, Gasly and Yuki pretty much confirmed that they're hooking up, like something yep. that we've, we've been talking about for a while now. Um, thought that was interesting. It's finally kind of out. Um, so that was interesting, cool. Um, the other thing was Silverstone. I thought a pretty funny moment. Silverstone when um Joe crashed and it looked like he like he was decapitated and dead and just kind of silent in the paddock. And Tom Cruise just goes, So was uh, that guy okay? <laughs> and everyone just kind of looks at him like, Whoa. 
I gotta um, say so that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it was a good season. I, I gotta say, I totally agree with you. They made a very forgettable season entertaining. They they do so well. It just also goes to show how high we were on Silverstone that they put Silverstone in like the first four episodes from just like five different points of view. It was like they knew that that was the best race of the year. I think they had so many scenes from it. I will take you your Tom Cruise and I'll raise you him saying to Toto Wolf after Hamilton was all pissed off because they weren't going to like take the order. Hamilton had a great start for those that forget. He made up like three or four places and then the red flags came out and they basically reset everyone to the original grid positions. <laughs> Toto's pissed. Lewis is pissed. Everyone's like frustrated. George is out of the race and Tom Cruise just looks at Toto and goes, so he has to go and pass everyone all over again. And it was just like the wrong thing to say at the wrong time. But Tom Cruise is such a, <laughs> um, I know Stefano, you think that Tom Cruise should play Lewis Hamilton in the movie Lewis Hamilton's doing about formula one, which. Yeah. I, I mean, if Luke, if Lewis Hamilton knows anything about star power and given how big he's built his own brand over the past decade or so, uh, it would be a smart move to cast Tom Cruise as Lewis Hamilton. Um, I think Tom Cruise would do a great job. Um, and I think somehow we'd work in the trademark Tom Cruise sprint um, that he does in all of his movies uh, somehow into this F1 movie. Um, but I think we workshopped that last season. We I totally think it's after did. Like a big crash and he goes to like save the person. Yeah. yeah, this is just an echo of a previous in the points episode for those that are curious and want to explore our back catalog yeah it's a great catalog you should take a look at it but stefano i mean sam i was texting stefano when you hadn't watched drive to survive because i couldn't contain myself and i had to yeah. and and he was hoping that tom cruise played lewis hamilton without any makeup on which i thought would have been an electric if there's one guy who could do it it's cruise it is him it is cruise um yeah, I mean, anything else from Drive to Survive? I think like it was it was fun, entertaining. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, felt a little bit bad for Otmar a little bit. You could kind of see that. Like, I think when it happened with that driver change, I think that was another pretty memorable moment for me when when he kind of got the news that Fernando was gone, and when he you know got the news that Oscar hadn't agreed. Like, he couldn't help but kind of like the way they portrayed it was almost like he was. He had to go to like the CEO to get the final approval for the contract that Fernando wanted. And Fernando just kind of like totally snaked it with somebody and Stroll came in and like snaked the deal from Fernando. And I don't know. I, I personally walked away from that scene thinking like, wow, like I don't blame Fernando, but he came across definitely more of the heel and Otmar definitely was. Like, I thought, I thought that Alpine it's came off as Alpine kind of dragged their feet on it and and they could have got it done before. And the fact that it took so long to, for them to put an offer in front of him, he was like, screw this. I think that in reality, without this drive to survive uh, uh, platform perspective that we have to keep in mind, I think in reality, they were dragging their heels on the Alonzo contract. He wanted yeah. a multi-year deal and they just wouldn't give it to him because they yeah. wanted Piastri in the seat. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't deny that. It, it just, I walked away feeling like, man, like... I don't know. It, I think, it was very I strange. Think, I think there was an ultimatum with Alonzo where he was like, either give me the multi-year deal or I'm walking. And I think that that's what Otmar was going to give Laurent Rossi. And I, it, it is. I don't think Alonzo had any confidence that Rossi was going to sign off on the deal. So he just went with Aston Martin. 
Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, Aston Martin definitely made out like bandits on that one, especially with the Vettel retirement coming out of left field too. Yeah. You can't help but think like Lance Lawrence Stroll. He knows what Vettel he, really set that whole like fiasco into motion too. He was the first domino to fall. He he yeah. certainly was. Um, you know, and as we think about it, you know, season preview shifting topics. Good segue. Aston Martin seeming to have made out like bandits for 2023 preseason testing in the books. They looked like they were the most on form of the midfield teams. Um, but guys, what was your reaction to what were your takes coming out of the, the preseason testing? And, and how are we looking to this season ahead based on what we know today? And given that the first race is literally hours away, many hours, but hours, like 72 hours, maybe longer, 96 hours, but still. Yeah, hours. I mean, who's counting? Less you know? than weeks, less than weeks, more than hours. Yeah, no, there's literal minutes between now and the start yeah. of the, the start It's of minutes the away. The, the, yeah. Technically yeah. speaking, the race is minutes away. Seconds away. Anyway, um, yeah, based on preseason testing, I do think um, Aston Martin and, you know, F1 – fandom as a whole has a lot to be optimistic about uh in terms of like a midfield shakeup i think they've got a lot to look forward to given that this car seems so much more improved than that pig that we had last season um i think going into bahrain the real issue here is you know who's going to drive the number two car is it going to be drugovic or is it going to be perhaps sebastian vettel teaming up with fernando alonso you know who would have thought that would have ever happened um no kidding i mean it's but, a green uh, red bull it's a green red bull guys pretty much like, yeah it's a green but red bull over, over the course of the season i think aston martin is in a very good spot um as far as you know the rest of the uh, the rest of the field is concerned i think it's business as usual for the uh the top three i don't think that there was enough ground made up with the other teams to potentially snag uh, a podium spot in the constructors championship um but i do think that midfield shakeup is going to be pretty interesting to watch and hopefully very exciting as well i would hope so yeah i mean sam what were your takeaways from testing obviously aston martin i think is kind of the story of testing they they shined the brightest um i thought it was interesting that alpine was kind of really lacking and down towards the bottom i will say this i, I was looking at testing results from last year just to kind of remind myself of what they looked like compared to how the season shook up and I mean look they're not all that indicative of what's going to happen like Lando Norris was on top of a full day of testing last year so let's just pump the brakes on some of these like you know knee-jerk reactions on testing I think it's encouraging to see Aston Martin up top I'm they're definitely the the team I'm most forward uh, looking forward to but I think all this talk about Red Bull being far and away the best, like most impressive, blah, blah, blah. I think we should just pump the brakes a little bit. Oh, that's yeah, a I mean, take. I mean, I was I was normally on the same page as you. Like, testing is kind of like, eh. Um, until I remembered that, like, last year they did the two different testings, and this one was, like, literally a week away from, from race week. So, like, normally I would sit there and say, I agree with you. Like, a lot of these guys are doing the, like, the dummy testing where they're, like, not putting their engines – fully on or things like that or like they're testing out new upgrades or like they're testing out new regulations like these guys a week away it's kind of hard to to pull a fast one on i think the top three teams shake that exactly where i think that they shake what should have shaken out sure yeah in i don't i don't disagree that the top three is the top three 
Like I think Red Bull being at the top of the charts, being followed by Ferrari, being followed by Mercedes. I think if it was any other order, we'd all be like, holy cow, what's going on? Because like, that's how they finished last year, right? So I don't think there's any surprise coming out of testing. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's like how I think that they, like, I don't think that that means they're far and away better. I would be having a different conversation if Mercedes was right now being listed as like one of the top teams coming out of testing. Cause I'd be like, holy cow, they like went into the lab and they have like a super different competitive car last year. I think all three teams kind of have progressed each other exactly the same as last year. I don't think anyone's like jumped ahead or made like a massive stride different. I think they're all just doing what they did last year a little bit better. Here's what I'll say the, uh, from some of the analysis that I've read teams like Red Bull and Ferrari had wings and setups that were a lot more conducive to what we're going to see next weekend at yeah. Bahrain while a team like Mercedes was not set up the way they're going to what, what they're going to bring to Bahrain this upcoming weekend. So I think I think Mercedes left a lot in the tank while other teams may not have. So that's I think people are sleeping a little bit on Mercedes and I honestly think they had a way more positive testing um couple sessions than people are giving them credit for yeah i mean getting rid of the porpoising we saw what that car can be like with no porpoising and they got rid of it exactly so i i, I think that was the big hurdle and now that they're kind of on that level playing ground with those two top teams watch out yeah i mean you can't go you can't be much worse at this time last year as a mercedes team than you were last year like like knowing what we know now and how testing we were like, Oh, are they baiting people? Or are they kind of like, are they not holding their showing their cards? Are they bluffing? Blah, blah, blah. Are they like, Oh, we got a lot of work to do in the factory. Like knowing what we know now, you can't really get much worse in preseason testing for Mercedes than they did last year. And I think you can only get better. And they're obviously a team that knows how to win. So like for them to be third on people's rankings, myself included, like that could mean nothing in four days. Could literally mean nothing. They could be having Lewis Hamilton on pole with a whole different car setup and like be competing with Red Bull and Ferrari again. Um, but yeah, yeah, but at the same time, if you think about it, it it is also kind of meaningless what happens in this first race too. I mean, look at what happened last year. We saw Chuck Leclerc Very true. go out and win in Bahrain, and then look how far adrift he finished. Granted, not all of that was his fault. He had you know some pretty notable shunts, but uh, there was quite a bit off the track that that failed him so to speak yeah no it's I think I mean, that's gonna be first, a big factor coming into the this season too didn't chuck win two out of the first three races last year yeah and he was fighting for been... second in the final race like in the drivers he was like on the verge of like finishing third so it's a long season like let's let's not be naive here fellas i know we're not but like for our listeners like let's not be naive to say that whatever happens this weekend is how things like are going to shake out I mean, it's a longer season. There's 23 races. They added sprint races. It's a, it's a, there's a big calendar ahead of us. A big calendar. We're like staring in the depths of like the seas right now and we can't see land. Hell yeah. Putting it, man. Fired up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest though, I, I do think the, the clear takeaway from testing is Aston Martin and Alpine are the top of the midfield right now. And McLaren has regressed. And with a rookie driver, that's going to be tough. Um, Alphatari has regressed. And then Williams and Haas squarely 
back markers at the moment, um, which kind of stinks. But um, guys, without you know further ado, predictions for the season. This could be anything. I want like some hot takes, predictions, anything. Um, what do you guys think? And Sam, top three predictions that you're looking for this year. All right. Here are my top three. I think Mercedes wins a constructors championship. Okay. Um, I gave a little preview before. I think that they're they figured out some of their porpoising issues and they're um that that whole team knows how to win races. Um so I, I do think they kind of sandbag a little bit at testing. I think they're gonna bring a, a better setup to Bahrain. We're gonna see what that car really has in store. Um and I think Lewis is hungry for another one, and I think George is going to have a big year after his kind of his rookie debut in a, in a Mercedes car. Love um, that. Next, next prediction, Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, and Fernando Alonso will all win races this year. You just stole one. Um, yeah, say that again? One. Okay, yeah. sorry. Sorry, fellas. Um, so there's no doubt we know Max and Chuck are going to win their fair share races. I don't think anyone's um, going to argue that both those cars are great. Both those drivers are great. They're both going to win. Um, but I think we're going to see a plethora of other winners this year, including signs, Lewis, George Russell, and L plan Frando Alonso. Um, and then to wrap it up, my third and final prediction, Max Verstappen will not win the driver's championship. Wow. Um, I'm not positive what's going to happen. And who's going to win? Um, okay, I was going to ask, are you pinning down a winner instead? Well, I'm saying it's either going to be Charles Leclerc or Lewis Hamilton. Um, and and I, I, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw I, me and Matt went over to the um, to the local casino here. You can now uh, legally gamble in Massachusetts, and we placed our uh, placed our wagers, and and those are two of my future bets. I think that one of those two will win the drivers' championship. I'm fading. Uh, Red Bull and Max Verstappen this year. I think we're, they'll, we'll see the wind tunnel penalties that they received from cheating uh, last year. I think they'll catch up to them. Um, and I think Max will not win the Drivers' Championship this year. It's a bold take, Sam. You asked like for it. some bold takes. Oh, yeah, you gave yeah. them to us. You gave them to us, that's for sure. Um, Stefano, why don't you hit us where it hurts? I'm going to kind of follow along the same motif, but I think Ferrari is going to win the Constructors' Championship. I think a lot of their self-inflicted wounds this year will be rectified with uh, Fred Vasseur in at that team principal role. And his ruthless approach in demoting Inaki Rueda, who is responsible for a lot of those strategic blunders, uh, will alleviate a lot of those points lost. So I think Ferrari's in a good position to... Uh, win that constructors championship. Uh, as far as race winners are concerned, I think Matt, you and I admitted Sam kind of stole our thunder a little bit. Uh, I was predicting Alonzo to win at least one race this year. I yeah, am, so that was I, my prediction too, Stefano. I, I had the exact one until Sam guys. went. Still, Sam went greedy and took out by basically half the grid to say one of them was going to win a race outside of Max and Charles. But let's just yeah. say in the points is pulling for Fernando Alonso. Totally. To yep. We're big. We're big Aston Martin uh, fans this year. Pro. Yeah. In the points we reveal. We love, we love Aston Martin. In the points reveal on the it's season two premiere is that we are. And Sam, I think you have this queued up for social media. We are. Out on Haas, and we are now a pro Aston Martin podcast, and all of our media pictures will reflect that. Go Aston Martin. Go Aston Martin. We love Lauren Stroll. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys take for granted he, Lance Stroll was on my list of people that I would have like grabbed a beer with last year, and you guys called me idiots, and now look at you, and here uh, we are. That's another reason to explore our back catalog, Matt. Great, uh, great tea up there. Yeah, it's a great one. That was a great episode. Um, I think my final bold take is that Lando Norris quits McLaren. That's a really wow, interesting I love take. that. I don't Dude. know, though. He's making a lot of money there, and I don't think he has anywhere to go. I think a spot somewhere may open up well that's a bold take somewhere i mean i don't think anywhere that he could jump to that would be ah, actually i don't know about that i keep I that guess, one in the oven for now matt yeah i'm gonna let that one i'll, I'll put that one on broil i'll tell you i'll, I'll tell you what my my take on lando leaving mclaren kind of tease you up for an impromptu bold take yeah i mean that was those are some those are some takes stefano If we're going to talk a little bit about Lando and McLaren, I mean, he's been having a like a really terrible time in the seat, and I don't think that McLaren's going to be as bad as everyone's saying it's going to be. For the record, I'm really pessimistic on it. Like, I've got no hope in it. Um, I honestly think they they finish in the bottom three. I'm fading that. I do not. I think they're going to be closer to fourth than they are seventh no i mean they're fifth that car sucked last year they've got two good they got two good drivers though they have piastri who's not proven at all i got i got some championships anyway i'll let let you uh yeah i got i got some i got some takes uh my first one is i think danny ricardo drives an f1 race and races an f1 this year I like that. That's one of my bold takes. I think Danny Ricardo Checo better be careful. Yeah, I think I think he's there as insurance against Checo Perez. I like Big it. Time. I think he will as much as I made the call last year that he was going to be out of F1 in 2022, I think he comes back into F1 in 2023. That is a safer take than last year's take i'll tell you that it's a, last like year's it. take was bold and it was right but i i truly think we have not yet seen the last of danny ricardo and i think he's gonna rate i you know what i think is gonna happen i think he's gonna do well because i think he's gonna yeah he's got he's got a fire lit under him not only that i think he just knows he doesn't have to be the guy he can kind of like, like imagine like going out and having to race behind max verstappen Versus like being at McLaren and having to like be the guy who's like, you just left Renault and you're building the team around you. And you're like this big media person. You're in a midfield, like there's 0.0% pressure on Danny Ricardo when he's in a Red Bull behind Max Verstappen. He doesn't need to do anything. He just needs to go out there and just like do whatever he wants. Like at McLaren, like he had to beat Alpine. And like, if he didn't like race well enough, like, he was going to, he got fired. Like, I don't think you need to do that at Red Bull, especially if you're the insurance policy for Checo Perez. Like now, if they hired him in Checo's seat, different story. But if he's like a Checo, you're out, Danny, you're in. What does he care? He's got zero yeah. pressure. He doesn't have to score he's be points. He's a demonstrably better car than that McLaren too. And he doesn't need to go out there and like score two points to like beat Alpine by one. Like he just needs to go out there and like take out George Russell. And he's like, yeah, I did my job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like the Red Bull cares whether or not he finishes 10th or eighth. Yeah, he as, goes long for he, it. as long as he finishes above Max's 
best competitor. Exactly. That's all he needs to do. And they don't give a shit. And if he goes for it full send and he crashes, they're like, whatever, we don't give a shit. We'll spend money and buy another car. So I, I don't know. I think like that's one of my bold takes of the year. Um, well, obviously one of my takes is Fernando Alonso is going to win a race this year. Um, I think I have another take, by the way. I think that, whoa, I think that Gunther Steiner gets fired halfway through the season. Sweet. I love that. I love that yeah. too. I think like Gene Haas is like getting sick of it. And I think like he's got two experienced drivers. So before Gunther had what Mick and uh, the Russian kid. Um, and he like, he had two rookies. He could kind of hold his hat on that. Oh, we're going to fight for 2023. Then he had Mick who was not performing as well as K Mag last year. And like, Oh, okay. Like, Hey, we're going to get, he's got two, Fitting drivers for that team. They're not the best, but they're like the people that probably should be racing for Haas. And I think at some point Gene Haas snaps and is like, you're done. I think he just gets done. I do think Gene Haas set up Gunther Steiner for failure with his driver lineup. Oh, he's not giving him a cent. I can't think of two nearly men in F1 that are more nearly men to to drive in this in this season for Haas yeah um no I totally agree um I I just I think something happens I think someone's gonna cut ties and things are gonna be like enough is enough and then um I got another take I think that uh Yuki Sonoda is no longer at AlphaTauri by the end of the year it's one of my other takes um I just think he's gonna underperform cold world yeah cold world I think um it's just enough will be enough for them um and they're going to love DeVries. And I think Yuki's going to suffer without his buddy um, mentally. I think it's going to be tougher. I think he's not going to be able to be the lead driver. Pressure's going to crack. I could just tough after him. a breakup. Huh? Tough after a breakup. Tough yeah. after a breakup. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's super sad. Um, his heart is hurt and um, his heart is broken. Um, yeah. I, I could just see that. Uh, and then I have a bonus take. Um. I think I I'm trying to figure out the the right way to say it. I think we're going to see some dramatic fireworks between Mercedes and Red Bull this year. Like I think like what we've seen in the past is like going to be look like child's play this year. Like <laughs> so I think like something. Like yeah, I think like someone going to kill somebody like No, 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 but I like I I think someone might like swing at somebody. Good. I hope Bad. it's Lewis knocking Max out. No, no, no. I actually don't think it's going to have anything to do with the drivers. I think it's like team Ooh. principles. Like I think, like I think, like enough's going to be enough, and someone's going to get like swung at. Yeah, Horner definitely gets on Total Wolf's nerves. Yeah, like both sides. For you. I could see like, like George Russell having an affair with uh, Corner's wife. Yeah, Posh Spice. Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. No. 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 She's no. She's um. Scary, she's scary spice. No. 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 She's sporty spice. Or no, spice. she's not. No, she's not. Yes, yeah, she's not. She's not sporty spice. What is she? She's um. No, I mean you. While you're looking that up, Sam, I, I, I mean, I just think we're gonna see some fireworks between Mercedes and Red Bull. I know that, like, that's like a bonus take. Like, I don't really know what it means, but like, I, I think something dramatic. Like, I, I think, I think we're gonna walk away from one of these weekends where we say. I cannot wait for that episode of Drive to Survive because you know they got some juicy stuff. She was ginger spice. Yeah, oh. ginger spice. Yeah, come on. That was... I didn't. I didn't want to say a racial slur. 
Yeah, gingers are people too. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are our season predictions. Some pretty bold takes. Um, Sam, you really went out on a limb and selected half the field to win a race this year, so that was pretty bold. Um, well, it'd be really be wrong. One last year can't really go wrong with that. So, um, uh, all right, who are we? Who are we picking for our top three and bottom three constructors? Top. I thought three, we were cut. We cut that segment. Yeah, well, we can add it back. I think we all because I think we all have a different winner. I think top three for me. I'll go first. Um, I'll let's go through these like real fast. I go Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin, and bottom three. I think I go um, Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin. You think yeah, that's Aston actually going to beat bold Ferrari? As hell, man. Yeah, I do. I actually do. That's crazy. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then I think bottom three. I think are Haas from bottom to top. I think it goes Haas, Williams, Alphatari. Okay. All right. I got Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. I've got Ferrari. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous take. But God. you have an Aston Martin ahead of Ferrari. That's even more yeah. ridiculous. And my bottom three is Haas last. Um. I don't think I think Williams is coming seventh. I think Williams is going to be halfway decent. I think Alphatari ninth, Williams uh, eighth. You said Williams is going to be half decent and finish like sixth. So I said seventh. Oh. So. No eighth. Going, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I think they'll be third worst. Yeah, eighth. I'm going Haas dead last. I don't even yeah, know. If so we're all we all we all think Haas is going to come in dead last. Okay. Yeah, that's why I think Gunther Steiner is going to get fired. Yeah, Williams is going to creep up to ninth. And I think McLaren is uh, rounding out the bottom three and eighth. Yeah, I can see that. I'm so down on McLaren. I'm not that. I don't think McLaren's going to be as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. That's my. That's another bold prediction for me. I think that they finish like fifth. I think they're. I think they're five, five or six. Six so at worst. They're going to be ahead of both. Out. I guess. Uh, I think that I, I think them and Alpine are going to be battling for fifth. I think Aston Martin is going to be a very lonely battle for fourth this year. That's a, that's another thing I think. I think they're going to be head and shoulders above everyone else in that fourth spot, but then fifth and sixth are going to be a distance away, and it's going to be McLaren and Alpine. Yeah, I do love the things you think, so that's good. Um, <laughs> I am always down to hear more things you think, Sam. So, all right, guys. Bold takes for the year, big predictions. Um, I mean, Aston Martin scooping up from the Scuderia would be really interesting, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they'd have to have a terrible year for that to happen. Holy shit, dude! I think you guys are like, I think that you're overweighting the fact that a brand new team principal who has not been at Ferrari for any period of time is going to walk in and solve their problems as if it was like a magic wand waving. Dude, anyone who's played like F1 manager twice could have solved their, some of their problems last year. Dude, I think you guys are like underweighting how difficult it is to come in as a team principal and like not just right the ship, but also successfully steer the ship. Like I'm not saying yeah, but I think, he's I think like a bad underweighting. The driver lineup that Ferrari has. Yeah, but I, two great drivers runs. in a fast-ass well, car. Reliability issues with the engine. A brand new team principal that has to fix all the strategy errors. 
two guys that both want to win championships that like you're going to have to have a difficult decision of do you have a number one or not and let them battle it on track or actually assign a number one. And you couple that with an Aston Martin that's hungry, that is like creeping up at a rapid pace with a world champion like Fernando Alonso. Like it's just they're nipping up the heels and a, and a Mercedes team that could jump them at any point during the year. I'm not saying that like, Ferrari is going to like fall off of a cliff, but like I kind of are saying they're coming, coming fourth is saying they're falling off a cliff. I mean, they almost, yeah. they almost felt a they, third they, last they had, year they on had their sec- own. They had second place by like a hundred points last year. They, what are you talking about? It came down to the last race of the year oh, and, yeah. and Mercedes yeah, yeah. was going to potentially beat them and the constructors after regardless they had, like, them coming in fourth would be a giant. That, how fall, giant, fall off the cliff. It would how be giant. If you, if you, if you continued the season last year, they were almost in third. They were probably going to finish in third. If you gave them two more races, I guarantee you Ferrari was going to finish in third. And by we'll the see. way, we'll they had to, they added two more races this year. So Ferrari's you give them this pound Ferrari is going to pound Aston Martin this year. I'm just saying, you saying for them to regress that poorly is like, no, you give them the season calendar this year, last year, they're in third. And now yeah, you've got a Matt. now you've got a green Red Bull with a world champion driver who's hungry more so than Vettel, who's probably not going to retire. We'll keep an eye on this on this take. I'm just on. saying, like, I'm not saying we'll be mo- we'll be monitoring this take during. The I'm year. not saying it's a locked in sure bet. I'm just saying it's not as crazy as you guys think it is. It's the pretty crazy. Battle <laughs> the battle that Asimov could put forth. I don't think it's as crazy as you guys are thinking. And I, I actually would take it a different step. You guys thinking Fred Vasseur coming in is going to like springboard Ferrari to a constructors championship is an insane take. I, mean, I think that is a more insane go. take than the fact that Aston Martin could, could leapfrog and sneak. No, it's not. Position. No, it's not. Why? You're also overestimating how much Mercedes has improved this year with this take. It doesn't matter how much they improved. They almost were in second last year with a shit car for the first half of the year uh, compared to a Ferrari that had won the first two races and their number one competitor DNF'd. If we're going to talk about a shit car for the first half of the year, we have to I mean, talk about how Ferrari I think just you guys are living in love. I'd be willing to bet my life that Ferrari beats Aston Martin this year. All right, but I'm just saying it's not as crazy of a take as you guys think it is. I, I mean, think you guys are in La La yeah. Land thinking that like this Ferrari team was like the come all be all. They regressed worse than any of the top three teams last year by like margins. Mercedes jumped them from a car that was like terrible. Yeah, and they were competing for second in the last race of the year. It's just, and they had. They I think. Win. I think this take needs an episode by itself. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, we're almost getting it right now. Yeah, let's move yeah. on. I mean, I'm just saying, guys, don't yeah, put you all your saying, eggs in the Fred Fred Vasseur's basket. He's not. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you. Getting rid of Bonotto is huge, but just saying, there's more to I it. Want, I want. I want this take to be a topic that we discuss in the in in the episode after Bahrain. Yeah, don't worry. It won't. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I mean, we'll see, right? This is like preseason testing. They're they've jumped from sixth to fourth. They have a good driver lineup. They have a good car, way better than last year. Yeah, we will see at Bahrain. We will see quite a bit. But in the same vein, Stefano, you even just said it earlier. Bahrain, 
first race of the year doesn't really mean much in terms of the grand scheme of things. So we'll table Especially the tape. You guys can certainly make this, you can make this a recurring check-in topic of, Hey, I was asked Martin do if you want to poke me all year long, but we'll see where it ends. I absolutely and do. Now that we'll see where we, well, we are big Aston Martin fans. So we are big Aston Martin fans. So it's kind of like we're rooting for, you don't want to root against me at this point. Right. So, um, no, all right. Back. Last topic of the day. Bahrain race preview. We're here, guys. We're at the Bahrain International Speedway. That is not the name of the track. It's just the name that I came up with on the fly. Um, I love this track. One of my favorite tracks in the video game. I pick it pretty much every time I possibly can. Um, Just something about it. I think the fact that it's open under the lights, um, it's super flowy, three DRS zones, really pumped for it. Last year's race, awesome race. Awesome race. We saw some really cool battles with Max (laughs) and Chuck. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. So um, for the, our new listeners, which, you know, welcome, get used to all this arguing back and forth. We do a poll picker and then a top three. We're the only podcast that does it before pre-seed, pre-testing. What about the track preview? We got a pre- track preview guy. We got um, takes. Uh, and without further ado, Stefano, did you prepare I did track not. preview. Uh, never mind. Never mind. All right, we'll cut that. We'll, we'll, we'll pick this up. We'll pick this up for like 20, 20 I thought I was. I thought I was saving stuff. Uh, Stefano. I thought Matt was going to skip right over the track preview. No, I think I knew where Stefano's head was at. And uh, but anywho, we got. Uh, so I mean, it's kind of hard to do another prediction set going into the race, but you know, here we are. So. Sam, as always, we'll start with you. Who's your poll and who's your top three on the podium for Bahrain 2023? So for poll, how can you not go with the king of quali? Um, I got Chuck LeClaire on pole position, and I think he's going to win the race too. I think he's going to convert. Um, I love Chuck to win on Sunday. Um, I think it'll be another great race. I think Max will be right there with him. Um, I think they'll probably battle a little bit. But I think that Ferrari, um, it's going to fly on Sunday, and I love Chuck to win. Um, and then rounding out the podium, I like Lewis Hamilton. I think the Mercedes will sort of be there. I, I don't think they're going to be miles behind. Um, I think Lewis will be kind of in the mix a little bit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this race Sunday. I think it's going to be great. So Chuck, Max, Lewis is my podium. All right, Stefano, let's hear, let's hear your – your takes. I hate your takes, Sam, but whatever. No one else is new. Well, you don't really agree on the, the race outcome, so I think our fans have come to know and love that. Who do you got, Stefano? That was mean. Um, qualifying, I'm going to go I'm gonna go one through five on the grid order. Actually, one through six, because I want to fit another driver in. Um, first three. Why don't you just go through the top 20? Yeah, hell yeah. Fire it up. Anyway, Max first, Lewis second, and Chuck third. Second and third was tough to pick. I think that one, I think the battle between Lewis and Chuck this year is going to be a bit more of the attention grabber than Max and Chuck. I think Mercedes, <clears throat> I think Mercedes has improved quite a bit. So I think that's going to be uh, something that we're going to look at. Um, Science fourth, Russell fifth, and I think Alonzo in sixth. I would have liked to see, to give Alonzo a bit more of a bump in the grid, but I think, Aston Martin just has to compete with some cars ahead of them. that are just a little bit too strong for them Um, for the race. I think max gets a grand slam uh, pole position race winner and fastest lap and lead Uh, all laps that too. 
Well, that's what um, you need to do a Grand Slam, so. I thought it was just those oh, three. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's four. There's four no, things. Oh, because you pit. You know, that's, why they call, get... that's why it's called the Grand Slam. So what happens when you pit? You don't them. get the Grand Slam. That's why it's a Grand Slam. You're pole that's not fastest. That's Yes, it is. It's pole fastest lap, race Damn, winner, look, lead every lap of the race. I give my other takes. Look this up, please. Yeah, I am. Anyway. anyway uh, that's why they're so hard to do. While that is pending, um, I think Chuck pips Lewis to second, and I think Lewis finishes third. Um, that's right. Yeah, just so you guys that's know, right. Grand Slam, also known as a Grand Shalom, is an incredibly difficult feat. It requires a driver to take pole, lead every lap of the race, win the race, and set the fastest lap. All right, well, uh, I'll hold my hand up and say that I was wrong. And... Yeah. That's very honorable of you. I can't believe you guys oh. thought there's only three requirements for a grand slam. Why wouldn't it be called a hat trick? Fuck, Matt, you are so right. <laughs> I I can't believe how I don't right even you know are. what your takes were because you said the grand slam. So anyway, you said Max was gonna have a grand slam. So okay. Yeah, fuck it. I'm still gonna say that Max <laughs> is gonna have a grand slam. I don't even care anymore. Who was your second and third? Chuck and Lewis. Chuck and Lewis. All right. Yeah. Lost the same podium as me. What uh, different different orders? Same order. People. It's it's really hard to like pick anybody else on the podium. Um, you know, given what we saw last year. Uh, what I would have liked to see though was a double points finish for Aston Martin. I don't think that's on the cards, given that we don't even know who the other driver is going to be yet. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough, difficult to do for sure. Nice hat, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to, like, I'll give my take. I think it's a Red Bull weekend. I think it's Max on pole. Max wins the race. Checko in third. Uh, I mean, in second. Does he get um, a grand slam? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's hard to do when you get – there's probably going to be two pits, and um, I think there's going to be some lap lead changes. Yeah, does either Ferrari get any points in your prediction? Do they get points? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I've asked – I have Fernando Alonso. I, I have Fernando Alonso P3. I think there's going to be just I, – I think – you know, I think there's just going to be reliability stuff this weekend. Okay. It happens every year. Last year, you had two Red Bulls that didn't finish the race. Like, I'm not saying, like, Mercedes and Ferrari are going to, like, have two double DNS. I just think, like, there's just rust in this first weekend. And, like, like I'm, I just think Fernando Alonso has, like, a pretty good shot at it. He might have uh, a reliability, but it's a bold take. I think it's just going to be, I think, Fernando. I think Red Bull are going to be difficult to beat. I think they're going to be on form. I think they have so much confidence as a team coming off last year. I think their car, they can probably take last year's car, put it on the track and win. Um, That's pretty much what they did. Yeah, I think it's exactly what they did, and I still think it can happen. I don't think they're going to have any reliability issues. I'll probably be wrong because every time I say that, it's the opposite. Um, I don't know. I just think there's going to be some rust, and I think like we even saw something slightly reliable with the Mercedes. I know that they're going to fix it. I'm just saying, like, you know, could be something. Could be an opportunity this weekend for something like Asimar to do something crazy. Um, yeah, that's my take. Nothing against the other two teams. I don't think they're going to, like, ruin their race. Just could be something weird. A big crash, restart. Fernando Alonso gets, like, better tire. I don't know. Maybe they have less tire dag. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm just, like, a super pro Asimar guy right now. Yeah, I – I think Red Bull. It's a Red Bull weekend. I think that's I mean, it. I, 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 like, what more do you want me to say? It's a Red shit. Bull weekend. 
you know, like I'm on the lean of the heel. Like you guys like want to like, Where did, where did you it? say Perez was going to finish? I didn't hear you. Who? Sergio Perez. Second. Okay. Red Bull one, two. And Aston Martin third on the podium. Okay. Sick, dude. Yeah. You're so right. I mean, yeah. Grand slam for Max. Probably not. Pole fastest lap race winner. Didn't lead every lap. Fair. Fernando Alonso, P3. Lawrence Stroll buys him another Aston Martin. And by the Fair. way, I think his teammate is like DNF. All right. Who's going to be his teammate? Huh? That's a good prediction. Who's going to be his teammate? It's going to be. I think they, I don't even think they're going to put a second driver on the grid. Yeah, Fernando's just going to race that well that he's just going to score points for both of them. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't need a second. I'm driver. leaning into this take. I'm very. Yeah, I can tell. I'm like, doubling down on it. Like, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I bet I you wish, Chuck doesn't. I wish... I wish I people almost... could see the shit-eating grin on your face right now. Yeah, I mean, well, tastes delicious. <laughs> You're so right. All right, guys, last take, last last thought, last take heading into the race weekend. I've got some quick bets. Uh, if we want oh, you got the bets. All right, great. Sam's yeah. picks. I didn't know the lines were out yet. Yeah, Sam's bets. Hit us with it. I'm going to fly through these. We're using DraftKings lines um, this time. So if you're listening out there, DraftKings, and want to promote us um, and partner, try to find the right contact and get and get in touch with us because we would love to partner with you. I think I know. Um, all right. Help us there. So, like I said, I think Charles Leclerc wins this weekend. I think it's a Chuck weekend. I love his chances, and I think getting him plus 300 is great value. Yeah, Fantastic value. Um, so Charles declared a win on Sunday plus 300. Um, I like, like I said a little earlier, I like Williams to bounce back this year. I think that they have some good straight line speed. Um, I like both those drivers. I think both cars to finish at, at minus 160 is a great bet. I'm looking for both Williams to finish this race. Um, maybe get points from Albon. I think he's going to have a pretty good solid year. Both Williams cars to be classified minus 160. Um, I spoke Wait, was that about both Lewis. both what both will both Williams to be classified to finish oh. the race minus wow. one sixty. That's that's a pretty good pick. Uh, Lewis Hamilton podium finish plus two hundred. Like I, t- I told you guys I think Mercedes was sandbagging a little bit at testing. I think the setup they're going to bring um, to Bahrain this weekend is going to unlock some speed. I think Hamilton will be in the fight for the win on Sunday, um, and I think he'll be on the podium plus two hundred. And then my best bet. Um, we're going back to the well. Our favorite safety car. There will be a safety car minus 280. Season two of In the Points is back, and my best bet being the safety car being deployed is also back. Safety car minus 280. Those are Sam's bets. And all, as always, keep an eye on our Twitter account. Matchup bets will be posted on Sunday morning. Um, there was no one better in matchup bets last year. I was the best handicapper on the planet. Yes. Um, we're going to make some money. So keep uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account. Put those push notifications on. We'll be giving you winners on Sunday. Yeah, you like we can't say that you were devastating last year. Like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. You made you made F1 book. Booker, bookmakers there. You're you know what? Um, yep. Yeah, Sam, first off, I'm on the DraftKings website right now for F1 Bahrain odds. It's Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and they've got, like, a million lines. This a lot is of lot of lines to bet now. Gambling is all over the place. A lot of lines. A lot of, way to, lot of ways to bet. 
I know a few of our listeners are in live online sportsbook states. Massachusetts, we are T-minus nine days away from being there. Um, you can probably bet it through your local bookie as well, as I know plenty of you have those. So get out there and bet F1. It's a lot of fun, a lot of money to be made. Holy cow. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. First to retire, AlphaTari plus 500. Haas plus 600. I'll be betting that. First to retire. Hold on. I, hold on. Sam, you just breezed through that, but I think we could have done a whole segment on like exploring the funniest lines that are out here. Hold on a second. For next episode. You, you can do you can do free practice matchup bets. I would never yeah. touch that in a million years, but you could. You could do that. Yeah. Holy cow, this is wild. Um fastest pit stop. Double podium. McLaren. McLaren plus 275. They're the best. That's a great value on that. Wow. Hey, Sam, I'm so I'm I'm so pumped to bring back Sam's picks. This is awesome. Guys, any final thoughts heading into race weekend? Is that Sam I'm just shaking his head. Race weekend? I've got nothing. I mean, I'm just what, so what happy. What can you say? Be, I'm just so happy to be back um, with you guys. They're loyal listeners. It's so good to be back. I'm so pumped for season two. It's going to be a movie, guys. It's going to be so sick. Yeah, like Sam said, pumped that it's race weekend. Pumped that we get to uh, deliver some of the hottest, quickest takes in the Formula One world for our loyal listeners. Chad from Harwich. Uh, Nikki B from, uh, I think it was Cambridge, UK. Yep. Don't forget about Kruge Daddy. Kruge, Kruge Daddy. Daddy yep. from Puerto Rico. Um, all you guys. Um, Who's the uh, the guy that won the merch? Uh, Josie, Paul Josie, Paul and Ryan out. Josie and Ryan in, in Arizona. Yeah, all of you. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Um, so we're just really happy to be back uh, delivering, like I said, the fastest takes in the Formula One world. Uh, we operate at the speed of F one, just like the drivers on the grid that we're going to watch on Sunday and. A return of our tagline. Hell yeah. Fire it up. Hell yeah, brother. Fire it up.